I want to add something that I forgot to mention in the um, first 43-minute um, talk that I did about um, mislabeling and all that. Um, uh, completely forgot to mention um, just a little addition that um, I, I checked the dates now. The, the Barbican seminar was uh, in June 2017. Uh, my slot, uh, because we were rotated from different areas, so my slot was on the 5th of June 2017. Uh, Natasha Edmund-Laperouse died on the 17th July 2016, so it's pretty much almost a full year. A full year after she died, Pratt put on this seminar on customer service where they didn't mention anything about, as I explained, um, about a customer having died, customers having been injured, and nothing about allergen, nothing about labeling. Um, and what I wanted to add is um, I understand that it takes, it takes months and it takes a lot of money to plan a seminar of any kind, to put on a seminar, especially the size um, that Pratt did in, in, in these rooms at, at the Barbican. But um, just that thought that, um, as an example, what the Starbucks CEO did when they had the racial profiling issue and he just closed shops in the afternoon to do training, um, um, on ra racial bias training. And um, um, just the thought that Pratt didn't didn't do a U-turn and didn't put on the brakes um, um, to change the theme of the seminar, to just say, okay, forget the whole customer service situation. I mean, yeah, you can still call it be honest, be kind, be honest, be um, generous, and but change the theme. And um, with the money power Pratt had at that time especially, uh, get in some allergen um, experts, get in some scientists, invite some people who know about this. Um, and do training on allergen, do training on labeling, and so on. But um, no, they, they kept the theme of just, like I explained before, like just slime customers and, um, yeah, nothing. I mean, I remember that and it were only leaders in, um, invited, leaders and managers, assistant managers, to then bring back what we, in, in, in quotes, what we learned, which was nothing, to be honest, what we learned to bring it back to our shops. Um, and I remember I didn't bring anything back. I just, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was just because we were just taught to do the same, you know. But, um, yeah, Pratt had an opportunity. They had the, the Barbie King. They had the seminar. They could have just easily. They had the money power. They had everything. They had the reputation even. I, I you know, they had the reputation where people would have loved to just say, yeah, we come and speak at your seminar about allergen. Yeah, sure. You could have, they could have invited some experts, and um, but no. Um, the other thing is about health and safety. Again, when I explained as a team leader, one of the responsibilities of health and safety <clears throat> is uh, also, I completely forgot that, but that was a daily thing because it was such routine, um, it was uh, like temperature checks. We had to take temperature check checks of the all refrigerations um, in the morning, several after every four hours, in the evening, last thing again, uh, to make sure that everything is within the legal requirement or within the safety of temperature. And, and even there, there were often many, 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 many problems where the fridges in the shops, which are called langas, they were too hot, or they were too, especially in the summer, and nothing was done about it. And I was, I was notorious. I was known for throwing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds worth of 
food and drink out that was too warm. There were certain procedures, for example, you had to take a, a temperature test of a, for example, a juice, you know, when, when, the, when the fridges were literally steaming up in the summer because the air conditioning, there are, the air conditioning are, forget it, they're, they're not cooling down in the summer, the doors are open, the fridges are warming up, um, especially in the shop, and I was known for, I, I did the procedure, I threw, I'm not, I'm not going to risk a, a customer having food poisoning from a too warm of a product, um, and, and many times we worked in extreme heat, 35, 45 degrees heat, because the air conditioning either was broken, they didn't fix it for weeks and months, and I have a whole blog post on this, where customers complained, and um, co complained on behalf of the staff, because Pratt wouldn't listen to us, but so these were the things, the other health and safety issues of taking temperatures, and um, unfortunately many, and I have to say that, I'm sorry, unfortunately many people just put, you know, you had to put this in the book, the temperatures checks, and many people don't even check, many staff don't even check it, they just put down the numbers and that's it, and because there is absolutely no time to do anything, and I refused, I said no, this is what Pratt gave us, I'm going to take the temperatures, I'm going to put down, if the, if the temperatures is wrong, I'm going to put that down, I'll do the, I'm going to do the action on this, blah, 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 and managers didn't like to see this because especially when this happens, let's say the fridge was warm for a whole week and I logged a call for a maintenance person to come to fix it, yeah, and managers, of course, they couldn't really say anything because I was doing procedure, I was doing the right thing, but um, that, that, would, that would take time, that would take time away from being on a on the shop floor doing customer service, and they didn't like to see that, they wanted to, you know, basically be lucky, let's be lucky and just like keep going, that no, we need to fix this, um, the, I took temperature of the products, they are too warm and according to procedure I have to waste it. And I've, I've done that a few times and managers always, they looked at me, they didn't say anything because they couldn't, because I was doing the right thing. Um, and yet we still had good numbers, we still went, I don't know, top shop or what have you. But um, So that's the, the other, that was actually very important on health and safety. Um, and the last thing I want to mention about um, the Starbucks situation that I mentioned um, in the first talk thing, um, the $12 million that has cost Starbucks to close for one afternoon to do training and Pratt not closing shops or closing for a period to do full-blown training or a seminar or use that seminar that they had in June 2017. I got the invite in April, that's why I mixed it up, but um, um, not they didn't change to do the seminar. Pratt, when... Um, in 2018, when I started to write my blog, um, I started to write about Pratt in about May 2018, and um, <clears throat> on the 28th of May, um, I sent the link to my blog, at the time I called it latenightgirl.org, because Clive Schley totally um, patronized me, it's a long, long story, but he called me at one point late night, his, his late night girl, which was pretty offensive. Um, it's a long story, which is all over my blog, xpret.org, but um, on the 28th, so i already been gone from Pret a few months, um, and my dad died and everything, so I started, I just started to write, because I was, uh, yeah, um, on the 28th of May, 2018, I sent my blog uh, URL, latenightgirl.org, to, to an ops manager that I worked with, and I knew that this ops manager <laughs> can't keep a secret. 
Um, it, I did that on purpose because I wanted Pratt because it seemed like no one was finding my blog. Um, I only had like three clicks, um, no clicks um, in my statistics or one day I had maybe the maximum ten or then five, then three, then zero, what have you. And I'm thinking, hmm, because I was really, I was a little, I was a little, I was very scared. I thought, okay, once Pratt finds that out about the blog that I write publicly, they're going to sue me. But I didn't care. I was, I was fed up. I didn't care. Um, although I was very scared as well at the same time, but I sent this, my URL link to an ops manager on the 28th of May 2018, very late in the evening. It was about 10 or 11 o'clock on Facebook. The next morning, I wake up on the 29th of May. Um, I can't remember what time I woke up. It was, was before 9 for sure, but I woke up and I just checked my, my blog again, the usual thing. I always was editing and correcting and what have you also checked my statistic and suddenly, this is in the morning on the 29th of May, my statistics went through the roof. Already hundreds of clicks and visitors and, and I literally could see live that people came in and started visiting and clicking on stuff. Like, like you can see on Twitter sometimes when a famous person that just wrote something and has like millions of followers, you can, you can literally live see the clicks and the likes happen as they, as they come in. And this is, an, I was like in shock. In positive, I was completely in negative and sh I was shocked. Yeah, I thought, uh-oh. So that means Pratt, to me that means Pratt now knows my website because I sent it the night before very late to an ops manager. Um, so this is the 29th of May. Then I go on Twitter and I see Clive Schley, who was still on Twitter at the time, he was still the CEO, um, made an announcement at about 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that. On the 29th of May, he made this massive announcement that um, Pratt now as welcomes JAB Holdings, um, which they bought Pratt later that year. And as a celebration and, you know, the slimy thing that Clive Schley always said, like, and because... Um, our people, our employees matter so much, we give everyone a thousand pounds, you know, and all this kind of thing. He made this massive PR announcement. Uh, and of course, everyone went bonkers, the press went bonkers, so like, oh, wow, amazing, oh, how generous, how, oh, fun, oh, oh, he's the best CEO, Pratt is just so wonderful, blah, blah, blah. No one realizing that um, the timing, why he did this. When Pratt, what I'm trying to say is, first of all, he quickly, I know, I know how he works. He always does these panic announcements, um, uh, PR announcement when something, either when something happened or when, when something is about to be found out. And because my website, it, <coughs> the statistics, when it, it was for more than a year until 2019 or even 20. That day, the 29th of May, was the highest visited um, day. I, now I have much more. I had thousands of visitors, yeah, but. And that time, that day was still for a year or over a year the most visited day, and this is no accident. I mean, you can t you can tell me what you want. This is Pratt found out that day about my website and made that thousand pound announcement to just um, counter to quickly um, counter in case people you know more people will find out on my website and they're gonna just doubt me because Pratt looks so generous, yeah. Now what I'm trying what happened so this in those days I can't remember the, how many people were were um, employed, but the number basically was 12 million. So Pratt paid, not immediately, but it took, it took a few months because JEB, the, the, this, this sale hasn't gone through yet until September or October or something like that. 
and then staff started to call Pratt out, say, where is the thousand pound? You promised a thousand pound, what's going on? Because months later, it still didn't arrive. And by the way, it's eight, it was eight, about 800 pounds after tax. So it wasn't even thousand, it was 800 after tax, what staff received. Um, and only those who worked for more than a year. So there was a lot of little loopholes going on there. But um, <clears throat> um, so this is 12, millions, 12 million pounds for all the staff, a thousand pounds, and plus the Americans and what have you. Now, Pratt can pay 12 million pounds as a PR stunt to staff, yet they can't close shops to do a seminar on allergen. You know, the comparison again, Starbucks, it costs Starbucks 12 million dollars to close for just one afternoon, a few hours, to do racial biased, racial biased training, and yet Pratt cannot close or refuse to close, refuse to trainers refused to even tell us, but they went ahead with this Barbican seminar on how to slam customers. They went ahead doing a PR stunt on giving staff 1,000 pounds slash 800 pounds after tax, uh, which cost Pratt 12 million. So they can do all these things. Pratt can do these things on the tip of the head. On the tip of the head, they can spill out money. Yeah, They spilled out money, and I still have that email from Clive Schley, where excuse me, where Pratt, um, I worked late shift that, that day, when, when, when Grenfell Tower fire happened, um, I worked late shift and I saw an email come in, again another little um, PR stunt, where Clive Schley said they had, a, they had an, em not emergency, they had a meeting with all the, the big guns there and Pratt, and they, Pratt gave 200,000 pounds to the Grenfell situation on the day Grenfell fire happened, on the day, 200,000, yeah? Very generous, of course, fantastic. And of course, Pratt always made this massive announcement and how wonderful they are, and I still have that email. Uh, so they, they can dish out 200,000 on the day of a tragedy happening. They can dish out 12 million, not immediately, but a few, few months later when the cell go through, to, for staff to a, for a PR stunt. But they can't close shops when a customer dies, let alone when two die, let alone when several customers get um, injured, yeah. So here, here you can see where the priorities are for Pratt, and Pratt, like any other company, at the tip of a head, they can spill out money at the tip of a head. Even now, uh, sorry, I have to make a correction uh, about the Grenfell Tower donation. It was a hundred thousand pounds, not two hundred thousand. Um, sorry, I have to start making notes. Um, um, uh, hundred thousand on the day of the Grenfell Tower, not two hundred thousand. Sorry about that. They pretend to be close to ruin or close to a bankruptcy. No, no, they're not. It's just PR stunt again to worry people or what have you. So I mean, and, and you know, I know I'm I'm flipping out on Twitter sometimes and stuff, and I have issues. And but if people don't want to listen to staff or former staff, then hey, whatever. We, you know, I I put it on the silver platter the information, and people don't or journalists just take it and then. They don't even give credit, they, <coughs> what have you. I mean, send some other undercover journalists in, how the mislabeling continues, how they, um, how they still mix up ingredients and what have you. And like I said in the previous, um, which I put on a podcast now as well, and on YouTube, um, um, this continuing and just send someone undercover and just see for yourself, you know, see for yourself. and. Like I said before, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that not more people have died, to be honest, um, unless, unless 
it's silent. I don't know. But that's all I wanted to say. So more information, expred.org. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>